SAFM Sports Wrap. Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap. Thanks to the MoneyWeb team. They're back on your radio tomorrow. I'm Brad Brown with you until 7 o'clock this evening. Coming up on to tonight's show, we will be chatting SA Men's Hockey with the convener of selectors, uh, Jeremy Fredericks. Also coming up, we'll be chatting some Sevens Rugby with uh, seven stalwarts, uh, Philip Snayman. Uh, he'll be joining us on tonight's show as well. We've got live athletics, live tennis all coming your way before 7 o'clock. But the big news today, Mamelodi Sundowns have returned to the CAF Champions League. That after AS Vita Club were disqualified from the tournament for fielding an illegible player. AS Vita knocked Sundowns out of the CAF Champions League in the final qualifying rounds on away goals after a two-all aggregate score. The Brazilians will face uh, Enyimba of Nigeria, Zamalek of Egypt and Iesatif of Algeria in the group stages following their reinstatement. There's domestic football to look forward to this weekend. The Nedbank Cup final ends the season in style when Supersport United take on Orlando Pirates. Matsutansa's Jeremy Brocky says the entire club is looking forward to this weekend. Uh, we, we've worked very hard and, and we set a goal as a team uh, when uh, Stuart took over uh, to go as far as we can and, and the Nedbank. And Supersport is a club that likes to win trophies. and. Um, we're very close to it now so there's a lot of excitement and buzz around the club not only the players but the backroom staff and the whole office and, and everyone's looking forward to it so uh, it's, a, it's a surreal feeling but um, it's, it's one that uh, everyone's I'm looking forward to Kick-off, 3 o'clock Saturday afternoon. In European football news, after all the speculation yesterday, Manchester United have parted ways with manager Louis van Gaal after two seasons in charge. Jose Mourinho's uh, appointment is expected to be confirmed in the next couple of days. He's meeting with Manchester United officials today. Meanwhile, Ryan Giggs is considering his options after reportedly being offered a role, but not as assistant manager by Mourinho. Speaking of Manchester United, and uh, that club and Liverpool have been fined by UEFA over the illicit chance and crowd disturbances during the UEFA Europa League last 16 tie in March. In other European football news, Cristiano Ronaldo limped out of Real Madrid's training session today ahead of Saturday's final against Atletico Madrid. There's been no further news on how serious the forwards injury is. We'll have news from the French Open in just a moment. On to rugby and it's not good news for the Lions having just returned from injury fly-off. Elton Yankees has been ruled out for up to another four weeks. That after he fractured his finger in his side's resounding win over the Jaguares this past week. Again, the Southern Kings have also been dealt to blow. Martin Ferreira, Luzuko uh, Vilindlu, as well as Algo Watts have all been ruled out of Friday's clash against the South Americans. Meanwhile, in English rugby, centre Manu Tawalagi has been ruled out of their three-test tour of Australia. He's picked up a hamstring strain. In cricket news, Sri Lankan fast bowler Dumish Mantra Chamira has been uh, ruled out of the rest of the test series against England. He's picked up a back injury. Meanwhile, Australia have recalled Moses on Reeks to their 15-man test squad for their July to August series against Sri Lanka. The first qualifier of the 2016 IPL is underway. I can tell you the Royal Challengers Bangalore in action. Uh, the Gujarat Lions batting first posted 158 all out in their 20 overs. In reply, RCB are 12 for the loss of one. They need another 147 runs with nine wickets remaining and 18 and a half overs to go. 
In uh, cycling news, I can tell you that stage 16 of the Giro concluded a short while ago. Movistar's team, uh, Movistar's Leandro Valverde won the 16th stage ahead of race leader Stephen Kreishvik and uh, Ilmer Zakarin. And finally on to golf, Rory McIlroy says he is concerned about the risk of the Zika virus ahead of this year's Olympic Games in Rio. The former world number one has confirmed that he will travel to Rio, but his decision is not set in stone. Coming up next here on SAFM Sports Wrap, we'll chat some seventh rugby. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. And it's time to chat some Sevens Rugby. We've been following the World Series circuit uh, throughout uh, this year's World Series. And uh, the South African Sevens team are back on home soil after two weeks uh, in first Paris and then London. And uh, it's a great pleasure to welcome Springbok Sevens Sport onto the show tonight. Philip Snowman. Philip, welcome onto SAFM Sports Chat this evening. Welcome home. Okay, well, thank you very much. It's nice to be back, and yeah, a warm welcome um, from back from England, and good to be back home. Philip, let's talk about uh, the the World Series as a whole. We'll we'll touch on the two tournaments we've just come off, but second overall, uh, we we've been chatting to to various players with within the squad over the last uh, sort of year, and and obviously the big goal has been Rio Olympics, but uh, second to Fiji, nothing nothing wrong with that. No, definitely. I think it was, well, overall, it was a fantastic season. Um, I played in eight cup semi-finals, and then the other two, we, we won the plate final. So consistently, we can't complain. Um, yeah, so now the big dream ahead of us, Rio Olympics. Um, but yeah, the, the season was really great to us, and we're really proud to be second after Fiji. Congrats to them as well. Yeah, they are a, a fantastic Sevens nation, but I think one of the big pluses coming out of this series was the amount of depth in South African Sevens rugby. No, definitely. We always knew um, we're going to give a lot of people opportunity to show Coach New Powell what they're worth and what they can do. So we're really grateful um, for the depth in the squad at the moment. And I can assure you, Coach Will Powell going to have a couple of headaches before this election for Rio Olympics. Yeah, then I've got no doubt. Let's talk about this past weekend in London, though. Uh, a couple of really good performances and then a disappointing ends. And it was literally by, by seconds losing to Scotland in the, in the cup final. As a, as a player and as a member of that squad, you guys must have... Uh, yes, you finished second, but you had that final in, 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 in your hands. You... you you should have won it. You must have been bitterly disappointed with the way you guys let Scotland back at the end. Yes, like I said, it's heartbreaking. Um, I, I still can't believe it, but it's one of those things. Uh, I think the guys played fantastic rugby throughout the two weeks. Um, yeah, we started off slow in the England tournament, but game for game, we, we started to found our feet and, and get into our stride. And at one stage in that, in that, in that final, I thought, like, listen, the game is ours. And like the Englishman always say, it ain't over until the fat lady sings and Scotland just came back and I suppose, um, yeah, they grabbed the, the win away from us. So congrats to them on that, yeah, their but, first time ever. Yeah, I mean, it was, a, it was a historic win for the Scots, and, and, and I'm sure for them it was a, a very proud moment, particularly that they got to do it on English soil. So for, for them it was a, a wonderful moment. But is it worrying within the South African Sevens camp at the moment that those sort of losses are happening? And, and it, I mean, there have been a few of them. Uh, I think back to Paris as well. Also, uh, last sort of minutes uh, where, where you've let teams in right at the end after you've, you've literally had the game. Is that something you guys are, are focusing on? And, and need to work on ahead of Rio? 
Yes, definitely. I think we had um, two or three losses like this that throughout the season. Um, I think Wellington against New Zealand also in the dying seconds, um, they snatched away the win. Um, so, yeah, hopefully the guys and, and the team learn from it and um, we will really work hard to rectify those mistakes we made in the dying seconds and we must realize we can't just play for 13 and a half minutes. The game is 14 minutes long or at least until the, the rip blows the final whistle. So, yeah, we'll definitely, we definitely um, have a, a good look at that and hopefully um, when it counts in Rio, we can, we can produce the goods. Philip, let's talk about Rio. Uh, the games start in, in the beginning of, of August, so still a way to go. The World Series is now wrapped up. What's in store for you guys as a squad between now and, and the Olympics? Yes, um, we, we just arrived back from England today, so most of the guys will have a bit of time off now. Um, I think in two weeks' time there will be a squad going to Rome, Italy, to play in a tournament there. Um, I can only imagine guys that haven't got too much opportunity, some injured guys that recently recovered will play there, and also one or two guys that need game time. Um, then we will go into into the preseason for the Olympics with a couple of weeks training, maybe one week off, and then then maybe two or so weeks on again. And yeah, and then then it's time to pick the squad and. And yeah, then then the the dream that we'll be waiting for is upon us. So yeah, I think it's a lot closer than people are realizing at the moment. Yeah, definitely, definitely long to go, and, and probably just enough time to get the the body sort of healed and and back in tip top shape ahead, ahead of those games. For you personally, it must be amazing knowing that you're this close. Yes, nothing is set in stone. Whether you go to Rio or not is obviously up to the the management and coaching uh, staff of of the, the the squad. But for you personally, I mean, what, what does it mean? To, to have the opportunity to represent your country at Olympic Games? No, definitely. Like I said, um, I think just being part of the bigger picture and being part of the bigger squad, um, working towards that dream is already a massive achievement and a dream came true. And I think um, it will put the cherry on the cake once the 12 will be selected. But yeah, for me personally, I think that, that that's a, that that's something you work from 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 young age, and hopefully um, towards um, August when when Rio came, everybody will be up for it. And yeah, 18 healthy, 18 to 24 healthy players, 12 guys, only 12 can go into a really a tough decision for the management. But competition is always a good thing, I believe. So hopefully we'll have a very healthy and strong squad going to the Olympics. Yeah, let, let's talk about the competition. I spoke to, to Ryan Kinkowski last week uh, ahead of, of London, the finale, and, and we spoke about the, the, the so-called minnows in Sevens Rugby. Not that there are any of those anymore, but it, it was shown again this weekend. You can't discount any of the, the, the nations that you, you perceive to be weaker, the likes of Scotland, maybe the USA, uh, uh, Samoa, who won in, in, in Paris. There, there's no such thing as, as, a, as, a, as an easy game in Sevens Rugby, and particularly when there's Olympic medals on the line. No, definitely not. Um, I think in the past, like you correctly said, um, you could put one or two games aside that you most likely would have won. But nowadays, Scotland just showed they can win tournaments. USA showed they can. Um, Samoa have been up there, up and down over the last couple of seasons, and recently they show, listen, they're in for, for business. So there's not going to be any, any easy game at the Olympics or, for that matter, on the series anymore. So on any given day, any team can, can take it. So at the end of the day, the team that wants it the most, um, I believe, will take it. 
Philip, it's been awesome catching up. It's been even better watching and following the team's progression uh, over the entire World Series. I don't know what I'm going to be doing every third or so weekend. Uh, the last two I've spent in front of the telly watching seven. So we'll have to wait till the Olympics. Rest up well uh, and best of luck in, in the build-up to the Rio Games. We, we're looking forward to watching that. Thanks, Mo. Just a big shout-out to all the fans out there. Thank you for your continuous support throughout the season. I know sometimes it's difficult, but yeah, we really do appreciate it a lot. And yeah, keep on supporting us, and hopefully we'll make you proud in the near future again. Over 20,000 runners ready to face the ultimate challenge in the ultimate human race. The journey of a lifetime experience with a rich history of existence. The 91st race. It's the world's oldest and largest ultra-marathon. 90 kilometers on the road. The down run from Peter Marisburg to Durban. It's the ultimate human race, the Comrades Marathon. Proudly brought to you live by SABC Sport on SABC2 on the 29th of May 2016 at 5.30 a.m. You can also tune in to your favorite SABC radio station, the Comrades Marathon. Isotoba. It will humble you. SABC Sport, for the love of the game. Remember that moment you wanted to give up when buying more stock for your business was hindered by outstanding money from debtors. You realized you lacked cash flow to grow your business, so you sought guidance from someone with the right debtor management expertise. They gave you up to 80% of your debtor's book as cash, an advance that enabled you to secure new business deals. For some, cash flow has dried up, but not for you. Amazing things happen when you partner with the right people. Partner with Medbank and take your business to the next level. Email business at medbank.co.za for expert advice on cash flow. We're an authorized FSP and registered credit provider. Make things happen. Medbank. This is Sport on SAFM. Every supporter's greatest resource. Well, the next edition of the Athletic South Africa Night Series taking place in Polokwane, the city, and uh, the man who's at the Peter Macabre Stadium is Manfred Seidler. Manfred, good evening to you. What's, uh, what's happening in uh, Polokwane tonight? Well, it's pretty darn cold here, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is, it's an interesting initiative. It's the first time ever that South Africa will be hosting a relay and a relay-only event. Um, we were hoping to have some of the really, really big names of South African athletics competing here, especially because we have a huge opportunity for a 4 by 100 meter relay team to not only get to the finals of the Olympic Games, but potentially also even sneak a medal if, if the changeovers go right and a couple of others drop their batons. South Africa is very, very dangerous. However, of the 30-odd uh, athletes that have qualified for Olympic Games, not one of them is here. They're all overseas in Europe for, other, for prior commitments. So uh, it's a bit of a, a disappointment. Um, I do. I love the idea of relays, and relays are fun. It, it's the only time that track and field has a team element to it, and it really, really gets exciting. But they really should have thought about this meeting a lot more, and uh, thought about it probably about a different date. Uh, it's cold up here, so we're not going to be expecting any decent times. Most of the, in, the top athletes are overseas, so again, um, big performances won't come. It's a great time. It's a great opportunity for junior and youth athletes to, to you know, to get the experience of running relays, but. I think this has been a big, big opportunity missed here, Brad. Manfred, I'm fascinated. Relay only? Tell me more. Well, yeah, only relays. And uh, supposedly there were supposed to be 11 races, but because a lot of athletes are not here, there's been some cancellations of some events. For example, the 4 by uh, 59 meter relay. Um, that's been cancelled because only one team uh, was here, so that's, that's not coming. And basically all it is is that you have uh, different teams competing in relays and relays only. So we'd have 
four by eight, we have four by four, we have four by one, we have four by fifteen hundred meters. And if you go to the states, there are three huge meetings which are only relays, and they re and they, they draw record attendance. And it's a massive event. It's hugely entertaining, and you very, very often get some very big names competing. And as I said, I think we've missed out on opportunity here. And if this is planned properly, and maybe bring it through into February or March next year, where we've got a bunch of athletes from Botswana still training in South Africa, you've got a couple of internationals training here. We could put, we could turn this into a real, real, really good event. Interesting indeed. Manfred Seidler coming to us live from Polokwane, the city. Thank you very much for your time tonight, Manfred. Still to come on this evening's show, we'll head to Roland Garros. We're also going to chat. To more uh, South African men's hockey. SAFM Sports Wrap. Well, this is SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader, and uh, it's time to talk some hockey now, particularly men's hockey, and uh, the role of uh, varsity hockey in the greater scheme of things when it comes to South African hockey. And we joined by the convener of selectors now uh, for SA Hockey, uh, Mr. Alistair Fredericks. Alistair, welcome. Thanks for, for joining us uh, this evening. Good to have you on, and uh, nice to chat hockey on, on, on this platform. Thanks for having me. Alistair, let's talk about varsity hockey. It's been around for, for a couple of seasons now, and uh, I'm not quite sure, obviously, on the outside, if it's growing, if it's, if it's doing what it needs to do. In, in your opinion, is, is varsity hockey playing the vital role that it should be playing within South African field hockey? Well, a varsity cup has just obviously made hockey um, at that level just so much better. Um, in the old days, we used to have the old Sassu tournaments, which was relatively a low-profile tournament, but the boost that this has given... Um, hockey through the universities has been absolutely amazing. So the growth and obviously, um, you know, the effect that it's had has been phenomenal. And so looking at, at sport, and, and it's not just hockey, I think, I think most sports are probably struggling with the same thing, is that at school level, uh, our sports are, are fairly strong, but we, we struggle to bridge that gap between from school level into the provincial ranks. And, and my, my feeling is from the outside is, is varsity hockey helps bridge that gap. Am I correct in saying that? You are absolutely correct. Um, I think this, the, the fact that you know the universities are almost like high-performance centers, and uh, with this varsity cup, they have attracted so many proper and quality hockey players um, that they are bridging that gap for us. So, you know, the better players that are leaving school at the moment have quality institutions to go to where they actually can grow their hockey to the next level. I mean, we see that IPTs now youngsters coming through. Um, it's just it's just exciting to see some of these boys and, and how they're being trained. So big ups to the universities that have been doing this for the last couple of years. From from here, I mean, where, where these players are, are playing varsity hockey, what's the next sort of logical step? You, you talk about the interprovincials. Is that where they go, or do they get do they get fed into the, the sort of senior club scene? How does how do the structures work in SA hockey? Well, the most important tournament, and obviously our flagship events, the men's national tournament, that just took place um, a couple of weeks ago in Johannesburg, and that's kind of where you want to be showing showcasing your skill. Um, we've got varsity hockey, which is which is it's it's a very high level of 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 obviously um, of, of playing and and when we when we look at the provincial tournaments, we kind of want to see these boys coming through that is in the provincial teams, and then you know competing against the best in the country. Um, it's so so varsity would probably come varsity sport will probably come in on, on tier two, where your your national tournament is tier one, and that's where you actually have to prove you know if you can hold it against the best in the country. 
Alistair, looking at, at hockey generally, obviously the, the disappointments regarding the Olympics is is, uh, is in the past. Obviously the disappointment is still around. But how much of a role does that play in growing the sport? Obviously having a carrot like the Olympics or, or playing at a big tournament like that does provide incentive for players coming through. Has, has SA Hockey taken a bit of a knock in the development ranks and, and pushing players through because of that? I think that will always impact any sport, um, not being told that you can go to the Olympic Games. Um, it's obviously one of the most prestigious uh, selections that any hockey player can make, and you always want to have it on your CV. So for us not going this year, it's actually very sad, but, you know, there are the reasons that Sascox had for that, so we just have to obviously live with that. It's, it's probably um, something that will affect us. Hopefully we will follow the correct procedures to make sure that in four years' time, you know, we qualify and that we go the, the correct route through and, and take the next guys to, to Tokyo. And then we've got so much talent that's coming through. For them not to get the chance to make an Olympic team, it's really not it's really not great for our sport. But, you know, we, we just have to see what we're going to do in the next four years. Hopefully, yourself will come out of this, you know, much better, stronger, have the right things in place, and, and, and we get a team picked to Olympics. Talking about putting the right things in place, there's been lots of talk uh, in various sporting codes over the last month or so about transformation from an SA hockey perspective. Uh, how are things looking from a transformation perspective there? I mean, is, is the sports minister going to turn around uh, in, in a year or two years' time and saying, you know what, things just aren't what they should be in SA hockey? I think um, we had a workshop a couple of months ago, well, that's a South African hockey executive, and the focus point was really, you know, focusing on how we're going to transform the sport and keep it, you know, keep up the, 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 the requirements that is needed from the Minister of Sports. So I think SLRT is putting things in place now to ensure that the biggest thing is that we've got to get the provinces, we've got to get the clubs all involved in making sure that they transform it. And, you know, it's not necessarily now trying to say, well, I'm going to have more blacks and things, but we need to make sure that they're going out there and looking to nurture the talent, make the Oaks, the players of, of colour, better to compete. And, and when guys get selected, they're selected on merit. So I think we need to put more systems in place to ensure that the quality of the play we're putting through is really good and nobody can turn back and say, well, you're being selected just because of the color of your skin, which is, which is quite quite um, uh, upsetting for people that, that obviously uh, get selected on that, on that merit, at, especially at junior school level. Um, we're looking at district teams and all those type of teams. You know, they're just putting in kids because they're black just to ensure that they're reaching those those uh, quota, quota, quota numbers. But it's not the right way to go. So... For me, effectively, they've got to make sure that they're putting systems in place, training these kids, making sure that they've got the quality, or possess the quality to actually play in a team, um, which is important. Jeremy, let's look at the next four years and obviously long-term goals for, for SA Hockey. No no Rio this year with, with the Olympics, but what, what are some of the long-term goals that, that you as convener selectors want to see? Where, where do you want to see hockey going in, in this country, and, and where should we be in four years from now? Well, World League has obviously started a couple of years ago, so that's an important event that's taking place uh, starting next year again. For this year, we have obviously there's nothing that's happening, but uh, come January, we're going to look at obviously um, taking part in uh, the World League, looking at games, policy, well, that is happening in the next two years. Uh, World Cup selection, we still got to go through that process. So there's lots for guys to actually play for. Um, some of the older guys who probably wanted to make the Olympic Games, like the Swan Song, They've got to obviously look at themselves and say, am I going to be there for the next two years to take South Africa to the Olympic Games, to the World Cup? 
Um, and then we've got a couple of youngsters, exciting youngsters that is, that is coming through that are definitely going to be a part of that. And, and, and we're looking forward to work with these guys, making sure we qualify for all those big events. So lots still on the calendar for the players to look forward to. And they just got to keep training hard and make sure that they're ready you know, to make teams when, when we have to select teams. Well, we look forward to, to following their progress. Jeremy, thank you so much for your time once again here on SAFM Sports Trap. And uh, yeah, keep up the great work with SA Hockey. Thank you so much. Remember that moment you wanted to give up when buying more stock for your business was hindered by outstanding money from debtors. You realized you lacked cash flow to grow your business. So you sought guidance from someone with the right debtor management expertise. They gave you up to 80% of your debtor's book as cash, an advance that enabled you to secure new business deals. For some, cash flow has dried up, but not for you. Amazing things happen when you partner with the right people. Partner with NetBank and take your business to the next level. Email business at medbank.co.za for expert advice on cash flow. We're an authorized FSP and registered credit provider. Make things happen. NetBank. For the past one and a half months, Statistics South Africa has been conducting a survey called the Community Survey. I'm Padilo Hutra, Statistician General of South Africa. I wish to take this opportunity to thank South Africans who opened their doors to the vast team of enumerators in South Africa who collected this data. In time, by the 20th of June, we'll be releasing the results of this survey, which will be very useful for municipalities in their planning and evaluation of their programs. Thank you. You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game. Well, we head to Roland Garros now. Day three, first two days uh, affected by weather. Today was uh, slightly better, and it's uh, great on to welcome Simon Campbell back onto the show this evening. Simon, good evening to you. Uh, let's start off with a game that uh, was resumed this morning. Uh, Andy Murray, you oh, came close to getting knocked out, but he's through. Yeah, he did come close. He was two points away from losing to Radek Stepanek. Um, you know, he was two sets to one down overnight before two up. In the fifth set, he was a couple of points away on two occasions, but he dug deep. He really did well to come through. And, you know, it's one of those matches that, who knows, now maybe he'll be able to relax. He's been talked up as one of the favourites. A real chance this year, and he's through to round two. Rafael Nadal uh, showing some, some signs that he could be getting back to his best and uh, some, some cheeky shots from him as well. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, that's right. I mean, he beat Sam Groff, the Australian, who has the, the fastest serve in the world. Beat him 6-1, 6-1, 6-1. Fastest ever match uh, Nadal's played at the French Open. And he even managed to hit a little uh, tweener, which Nadal doesn't usually do. So showing off a little bit in the process. Yeah, playing very well. It'll be interesting to see how he does go. Novak Djokovic was in action today as well. Djokovic looked good. He beat Jensen Lou in straight sets. No problems there. Um, so the favourites all going through nicely. You've got Serena Williams on court just coming on now in the women's event, but already a big shock or an early shock for Angelique Kirby, Australian Open champion. She was beaten by Kiki Burton of, of uh, the Netherlands. Yeah, I was going to say, on the men's side of things, a couple of the guys struggling. Annie Murray was one of them. Stan Vavrinka struggled a bit yesterday, but like you say, shock shock in the ladies uh, early, early on at, uh, at the French Open. What, what have some of the other, other results been like on, on the ladies' side of the draw? Well, um, if you have a look down, we got to, we had wins for, actually it was quite interesting, Francesca Schiavone, who of course won here a few years ago. She lost to Christina Mladenovic. Schiavone, very close to the end of her career, but the, the tournament sort of announced her retirement. But she pointed out later on that she hasn't retired, and when she does, it'll be her who does it, not the tournament. So that was a funny moment. But that's, uh, she lost to Christina Mladenovic. Anna Ivanovic won through. Venus Williams had a good win over Annette Kontabike of Estonia. 
and Elise Cornet. So players, uh, most of the seeds go through, but Kerber the big shot. That is a, a shock, particularly this early on. South Africa's Kevin Anderson in action as well? Yeah, and he's really battling. I mean, he's obviously had injury problems. He's coming back from injury, doing well. He's dropped the first two sets in his match, but he is he's won the third. And he, it's the last time I looked a minute ago, he was 5 all in the fourth set. So he's really scrapping away, just trying to get through against Stefan Robert of France, who is an awkward opponent. The guy who's been around for a long, long time. Uh, knows how to play the game and you know knows how to fight. Anderson just fighting for his life. Almost going to to uh, according to script in in the men's draw at the moment. Some of the bigger names. As far as what's still to come today, who who can we look forward to, Simon? Well, Serena Williams is the big one. She's due on court now. She's just coming on against Magdalena Rybakova of Slovakia, and um, that's that's the biggest match that's still on court. And um, be interesting to see how she plays. Number one seed, starting the defence of her title, but very good in Rome couple of weeks ago and she's, uh, she's probably going to be the woman to beat again. Well it's still early days at the French Open. We'll have uh, a wrap for you tomorrow morning on AM Live. Simon thank you so much for that. We look forward to catching up again tomorrow. Enjoy the tennis and we'll chat soon. Thank you. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Well, that just about brings us to the end of SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. Uh, the cricket is still on in the IPL, and I'm talking about tonight's match, not the IPL in general. Gee, it's been going on for a long, long time. It is the first qualifier. It's taking place uh, in Bangalore. The Gujarat Lions batting first against uh, the Royal Challengers Bangalore. Uh, the Lions posting 158 all out in their 20 overs. I can tell you that RCB are struggling. 41 for the loss of 5 after 7 overs. They still need another 118 runs. They've got 5 wickets in hand, 13 overs remaining. So uh, the pressure on uh, the Royal Challengers Bangalore there. We'll have that result for you tomorrow morning on AM Live as well. That's it for me. I'll be back again on Monday uh, away for the Comrades Marathon this weekend. Have yourself a great week. Uh, Enjoy the weekend and we'll chat next week. From myself, Brad Brown, my producer Siobhan Tetti coming up on the other side of 7 o'clock. It is the talk shop. But right now, though, it's 7 o'clock in time for your news.